on this episode of the TH Talks podcast. And it was always moved me. I always got chills when I listened to it. And I thought to myself, how amazing is it that one man who believes in something so much, who's so skilled and talented, could refine his craft to make this impact on the world? And I was like, fuck, that's inspiring. You are now tuned into the TH Talks podcast, the medium for personal growth and self development, as we are on the path to become a greater version of ourselves. I will be your host, TH. What is good, everybody? We are back again with another episode of the TH Talks podcast. And once again, thank you all for listening. I love the support that you show me. It was good to hear back from people too. I said, hey, TH, Hutch, I'm glad you're back podcasting. I'm looking forward to listening to the episode that you just released. That warms my spirit to hear. And I'm definitely excited to get back into doing this into a normal routine because it brings me so much joy. And that was a moment of gratitude. So thank you all once again. I know I say it a lot, but you know what? It still means a lot to me. Also, we give shout outs to Jada on every single occurrence and this episode isn't anything different. So if you like Jada, by the way, Jada provides the intro music and the outro music. If you like Jada, you can follow him on Instagram at Jaded Eye Beats. That's one word. Or on Spotify at Jaded Eye. That's two words. Or on TikTok at jaded eye underscore. Yeah, jaded eye underscore on TikTok. The TikTok is dope. You just started that up. You should definitely, definitely look into it. But yes, so for today's episode, let's get right into it. Now, I realized that the last episode I released was in February. And this episode I released is in February as well. But I decided. For my first episode back, I just kind of wanted to get into it, you know, get myself accustomed to podcasting again. So I did the adventure. Oh, sorry. So I did my last episode on adventure, just exploring Colorado, seeing my boys, the camaraderie we had, the reminiscing that we did, all the good memories that we made. It was a fun time. But since this is February, I want to do this one on Black History Month. It's only right. The timing is right. And I don't necessarily have a strong structure for it. I have some notes written in front of me, but I like going with the flow a little bit more. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. Uh, we'll put structure in air quotes for the past few episodes, and it feels good. It feels good to do it. But the topic of today's podcast, as I said, a few sentences ago, is Black History Month. Now, disclaimer, I am not a scholar concerning Black History Month by any means. I am very much a novice. But what I will say is that I'm doing my best to learn. And it's definitely nice to have a month dedicated to it. But at the same time, it's only one month. But I guess at least it's one month. We'll talk about that later even if it's the shortest month of the year. But like I said, we'll, we'll get into that later. 
I feel like when I was growing up in a small rural town in, in Maine, that the public school systems didn't really have a lot of black history. They had a little bit. And I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I wouldn't expect them to be extremely progressive when it comes to all cultural concepts and history that is black than what it means to be. No, I wouldn't expect that from them. But what I do believe is that it should have been taught more. And I'm hoping it's taught more today. I don't know. I haven't been back in high school. I haven't been back in the school system for many, many years. But I'm hoping that they do take it a little more seriously today and intertwine some of that black history in regular history. Because guess what? It's all history. I don't even like segregating it like that. But because it's, it's excluded in the first place, you got to mention it. And another thing I have is when another problem that I have is when history is taught, it, it tends to be whitewashed. You know, there's a wonderful meme. Unfortunately, this is this is an audio podcast, so you won't see the visual of it, but I'll try to describe it the best I can. It's essentially a picture of a pharaoh. Right? An Egyptian pharaoh. And we all know what color of skin Egyptian pharaohs typically have. But it's a picture of a pharaoh with a very Caucasian face. And the caption is like American textbooks be like. And it's just to show you how sometimes history can be whitewashed in that regard, not really giving us an accurate picture of it. Not really saying, not really seeing you know, what history actually was, but what it is presented to us through a certain lens. So tying this back to Black History Month, I'm not going to make this whole episode about all that Black History Month is. I think that would be a very, very long, even though it'd be educational. But specifically for me, I want to tie it into what it means for myself and what it meant for, for me when I was pursuing inspirational speaking and as I'm making more content. So when I grew up, let's backtrack a little bit. When I grew up, I I was in a rural town, like I said, in a log cabin in the middle of the woods in Winthrop, Maine. Now, there wasn't a lot of color there. It was pretty damn white, very damn white. It was like winter all year round. I'm not talking about the temperature either. And it was what it was, but in terms, of, in terms of black culture and diversity in other cultures, there was, it was virtually zero when I was growing up, and both my parents are white as well, so I don't expect them to be learned in the black culture. I don't expect them to be teaching me this. What I learned from a very young age growing up in black culture was portrayed to me in movies, in music, in television like B T or MTV and by the way MTV <laughs> MTV isn't really the best way to uh consume and learn what black culture is by any means but that's what i had and i didn't have anything else to go off of it i didn't have any of their black friends so for me i really got the how do i word this i didn't get necessarily the experiences that I wish I had, right? I got the experiences of certain 
cultures portrayed to me through a certain lens, right? Through the lens of cable television, through the lens of music. And even growing up, I didn't see a lot of black role models. I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me in highly successful places, only on certain archetypes such as rappers or athletes or sometimes even actors as well. Denzel, I love Denzel. Big inspiration to me. Man is a smooth operator. Makes great movies, makes great movies. I always watch him. Also, Wesley Snipes, especially in those Blade movies, whoo, whoo. I used to love that shit as a kid. Thought it was so cool. But anyway, I digress. What I'm trying to say is, is that they were either portrayed, it seems like black culture was portrayed as, like I said before, rappers, actors, athletes, or criminals in a negative light. I see a lot of that in movies as well, just black people being criminals. And I never, when I was consuming this as a kid, I didn't really realize it until I'm looking back at it now of how messed up that was. I didn't see the doctors. I didn't necessarily see the lawyers. I didn't see a lot of other career paths that people of color can take. Because guess what? We're all human. You know, it shouldn't be restrictive in that manner. I wish there was more representation. There's a hell of a lot more now, but it really shaped my life is the point that I'm trying to, to make as I grew up. But the ones that really stuck out to me, A, was Martin Luther King. It was the inspirational speakers, Martin Luther, Malcolm X, those two, but especially Martin Luther King when I was, when I was younger, because that was more, um, it, was, it was more taught. I would say growing up in the school system because just his way was viewed as a lot more peaceful than Malcolm X was. It was a safe option, I should say, compared to Malcolm X. But teaching Malcolm X, it, it can be very tricky, very tricky. But I will say that obviously Martin Luther was my favorite to learn about just because of everything that he did and all the adversity that he faced. You know, reading about his life story when I was a kid and just aligning with the fact and to me, you, I like to see people who look like me, who remind me of myself. And part of that is the visual aspect of, of their skin color. And seeing Martin Luther, seeing that, that, that skin color that he had, and all the adversity that he faced going to jail, coming back to jail, all the... He was not a very well-liked figure, contrary to belief. There's a large part of the population that did not like him. He had to fight like hell. You know, fight like hell to make change. Yet the courage and bravery that he displayed, also the speeches that he gave. To me, the most profound thing was his speeches, his cadence, the way he talked. He slowed everything down. He was a great speaker, a great orator. Especially, I have a dream. I love that speech so much. And it was always moved me. I always got chills when I listened to it. And I thought to myself, how amazing is it that one man who believes in something so much, who's so skilled and talented, could refine his craft to make this impact on the world? And I was like, fuck, that's inspiring. Now, I'm not saying that I want to be like Martin Luther King. Hell no. But I'm saying it as a kid, I always thought to myself, if he can do that, then hell yeah, I can chase my dream. 
hell yeah, I can be a speaker in some sort. I can help people become better. I can help fight for unity. In that regard, very inspiring. I aspire to be something like that, a figure like that who can create change in the way that I'm passionate, in the subject that I'm passionate about. But damn, Martin Luther was powerful. Malcolm X too, different flavor, you know. He was more by any means necessary, and that was really crafted by his childhood experiences. I mean, he had he lost his dad at a very young age, and it was believed that the way his dad died was he was killed by a white supremacist group. And then later his mom was institutionalized. Imagine how that would shape your childhood experience and your life moving forward, that one of your parents was literally killed by a hate group. And because the way it happened, because the way that wasn't officially labeled as such, they were denied benefits. So poverty, lost trust in the mom, he lost his father. You could see why he lost faith in white America very quickly and how that shaped his by any means necessary approach. Though I will say, he softened that up a little bit towards the end of his life and his views were a lot more unifying. But still, Malcolm X, the personification of a strong black man that's going to take it by any means necessary because it's rightfully his and it was not given. That was really attractive to me as well. I was like, hell yeah, seemed like a badass to me. Just that mentality of moving through it. Like I said, they had had two different mentalities between the both of them, and each were very effective. But those two figures especially really, really just resonated with me, to be honest, as well, just because the social activism that they had and the amount of change that they were able to make. Now, as we're getting into other black inspirational speakers, when I was in high school too, I like to listen to more motivational speakers. Think of Les Brown, Eric Thomas. Oh, I love Eric Thomas. He, he really jazzed me up. I remember listening to him a lot in high school, a lot. If you haven't already, listen to his parable or the way he narrates the parable of, of essentially a, a pupil going to a teacher um, and wanting to succeed and how he essentially just almost drowns the pupil. And by he, I mean the teacher. It's it's actually very powerful the way that he narrates it. And I, it, that, that story, that parable always stuck with me. And it actually taught me a lesson to always have a parable in your back pocket. It's hella inspirational. That's where the lion parable comes from. If you all remember that from my power podcast back in the back. Uh, that's actually in the first few episodes. But yeah, I liked listening to black inspirational speakers and motivational speakers a lot because it got me, it just it got me thinking I could do something like this. And they were so powerful when they did it. There was something about them being this raw and this real. It really spoke to me in a way that necessarily a white inspirational speaker can't. And when I say that, I don't, make, I don't mean to make that about race. I mean to make that about experiences they have because of their race and just the way they carry themselves. Don't get me wrong. I do love my white inspirational speakers as well. Hell yes. Tony Robbins, always liked him. But when it came down to people that looked like me, 
people that I saw myself I could grow into, I always resonated with the powerful black orator, you know? It always, I always felt that deep in my bones. I love that shit. I love that shit. But yeah, so as you can see, Black History Month, it, it means a lot to me. I always thought it was amazing that we finally dedicated a month to black history, you know? Though, like I was saying before, it should be longer. It's 28 days. And every four years is 29, but still. In my opinion, it should be all year round, you know? And it should definitely, it should definitely be taught more in school systems. We should definitely have more black history, black facts, just intertwined more. Because black history is American history. Therefore, it should be taught as such. I do feel that it can be neglected, especially in rural areas when there's not a lot of diversity. It's very easy to get tunnel visioned into one culture and how that culture impacted um, our present day America. And I will say that it's also American culture as well. We're all a melting pot here. I just wish that the black aspect of it was more prominent because it does have a huge influence on our culture. And when I say prominent, I mean more prominently taught and accredited as such, as it should be. And it is a huge influence. Music, you know, whether it be through art, whether it be through entertainment and other aspects as well, whether it be through science, there's just a lot of different places. And that's, to be clear, I'm not limiting it at those that I just listed. There's a lot much more. Every single avenue of American culture has been touched by black culture. And that's why it's important to really understand the roots and give credit to the people who might necessarily receive the credit at that time. You know? Because we want to make America more inclusive. We want to understand the diversity within it. We want to ensure that people have representation among it. So when people of color grow up and they're watching TVs, they're on, I guess they don't watch TV anymore, but they're scrolling through TikTok. You know, they're on YouTube, they're on social media. They're seeing people of color succeed in many different avenues, not just rappers, not just actors, but many different avenues to take. Doctors, lawyers, hell, electricians, plumbers, finance people, you know what I'm saying? Accountants. Everyone needs their taxes done. Any avenue, any career that they want to pursue, there should be representation there, you know? Because that's what makes America great, is that people can come here, no matter color and creed, and have the opportunity to succeed. Though, I will say we need to give more opportunities to a certain group of people who might not necessarily have the same opportunities. And let me to be clear as well. This isn't necessarily just a race issue. This is also a class issue as well. If, if, you're, if you're in poverty, it's a lot hard. It's very hard to get similar opportunities than people that are in the middle class. And therefore, your whole life is impacted by that. And it might not even be that you're, your fault that you're in poverty. You, know, you could just be born into it. So, so as we look to make America better, just wrapping this up, bringing this full circle, as we look to make America improve it, I think that black history being taught more prominently, I think that getting better representation, getting 
having hard conversations as well with people and and understanding that the fundamental belief that as human beings, we are all equal and all deserve the same opportunities, right? At start, at birth. So how can we reverse engineer that to make it possible? I'm not saying that the world's going to be perfect or it should be, or that everybody under any circumstance is going to have the same opportunities. No, but how do we make to get it better from where we are at this point in time today? And that's how I feel. Well, I think, I think that's a good place to end it right there. I appreciate you all for listening. I hope you all are having a wonderful, wonderful month of February. And I encourage you all to brush up on some black history. Really take this month in. But don't just stop at this month. Why stop at this month? It's only one month out of the year. Continue to do it throughout the year as well. And ask yourself if there's any biases, any any of those hidden implicit biases that you might have towards a certain group of people and what you can do to a, get to the, the core of it and to transmute it and then to let it go so we can start looking at people as people, as humans, right? And not through the lens of who we think they should be or who we think they are as individuals as such but I think that's a good note to end on we can end that love and that light so once again thank you all for listening thank you all for joining this podcast I know it's a little bit different but you know what it's for a good cause hope you all have a great rest of your day a great rest great rest of your week a great rest of your month but we'll be back soon another few weeks but for now I'm signing off with love And with light, TH is out. Thank you.